The following opinions expressed within the content are solely the speakers and do not reflect the opinions and beliefs of Child Free Media Limited or its affiliates. Hello and welcome to the Child Free Guys panel. I'm Cody Hetzel. I'll be one of your moderators. And I'm Lenora Fay. I'll be your other moderator. Thank you to our sponsors, presenting sponsor, Child Free Media, Champion Level Sponsor, Child Free Wealth, and other sponsors, 365 Diversity, Best Child Free Life Possible, found on Facebook, Buy Child Free, Buy Child Free for Merchandise, and Child Free Family, Child Free Journals, StopHavingKids.org, StreamYard, and the books, The Age of the Child by Kristen Tetsy and Wild Egg by Jennifer Flint. And our disclaimer, the opinions expressed within the content are solely the speakers and do not reflect the opinions and beliefs of the event or its affiliates. Now that we've got the dudes coming in, it's a good we thing we've do. got that disclaimer. <laughs> 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 we, we never needed it more than now. <laughs> You're like, wait. <laughs> so thank oh. you for... Oh, sorry, yeah. we have our, our third speaker coming in. Oh, wait, <laughs> Graham made it. So get him on in here, Graham. Okay. That's all right. We can go ahead and start we'll off. Go, and, we'll, and yeah, we'll, we'll, get, we'll get him, we'll, we'll get him in here. So uh, <laughs> tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, where you are and, and what you do and wh whatever you want to share. Now is the time. Uh, Tejas, go ahead, please. Uh, thank you, Cody. Um, I am Tejas. I am in India at the moment. I am from India. Um, so obviously I am child free, but more than that, I'm also an antinatalist. Um, I'm sort of started calling myself a Benetarian antinatalist. Um, for my day job, I work in IT. I'm a software engineer slash software architect. And over the weekends, all I actually do is read about antinatalism. But yeah, that's all right. Okay, Robert, you're up. Hey, good afternoon. I'm Robert I'm here in uh, Atlanta, Georgia, Marietta to be more exact, and I am child free. Um, I'm an engineer by trade, uh, do a little bit of everything on the side, uh, work out, spend a lot of time outdoors. Um, and I told some people uh, last year during the pandemic, I actually learned to knit. I just wanted to learn something totally off the wall. Mm -hmm. And yeah, been doing that ever since. So very relaxing. All right. I love That's... that knitting is off the wall. It makes me kind of like <laughs> that now. Well, for me, calm, it was off the down, wall. Calm down, man. Calm down. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize how big a community it was till I got into it. And I was like, wow, there's a lot of people who knit. <laughs> That's awesome. So, Adam, Graham, tell us a little bit about yourself as well. Hey, guys. Sorry about late. I just had some tech issues. Um, but uh, yeah, my name's Graham. I'm uh, 35 years old. Uh, live in uh, the UK, but I uh, immigrated from South Africa about five years ago. Uh, I work in e-learning, uh, designing uh, courses for um, designing online courses. And uh, yeah, I've been child-free since uh, probably the age of nine or 10. And uh, yeah, haven't looked back. And before everyone asks, what's your cat's name that's behind you? <laughs> well, she'll maybe be fe featuring on the uh, child-free with pets. In a, in an oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, her name is Kara. Um, and uh, yeah, she, we adopted her from Cyprus, but uh, yeah. Nice. So what has your child-free journey been like? Uh, Robert, go ahead. 
Um, I guess my child-free journey is started kind of early. Um, you know, I grew up in the church, uh, huge family. So it was, that was supposed to be your life. You get married, you have kids. And that's all I thought about growing up. And I think maybe around, I don't know, maybe 23, 24, 25, I uh, started just, I guess, living life. And I started questioning, okay, well, why is that the only way that I can live a life? Why do I have to, you know, get married, have kids? Like, why does that have to be the, you know, the course of life? Um, then I started just exploring, started traveling more and just doing stuff uh, for myself. Because most of my life is always about family and taking care of other people. Then I started taking care of myself. And I, I just love that life. Just you know, I, being able to just get up and take off and see the world, not having to worry about, you know, getting kids out of school, uh, checking someone else's schedule. You know, if I want to just get up and go, I can. Um, so for me, I once I got a little taste, the travel bug hit me and I just started living my life for me. I never looked back and I totally do not regret, you know, having kids. I have, you know, my nieces and nephews. So I have children in my life that I'm helping raise. I uh, do a lot of mentorship work. So for me, that's that's my way of, you know, taking care of the next generation. But me personally, I I got to the point I don't need children running around my house. So awesome. Thank you. Uh Graham, go ahead. Yeah. Um, so my journey started at a very young age. Um, I was diagnosed at the age of five with a genetic condition called EPP porphyria, um, which led me to being, you know quite isolated growing up. So I learned to be quite uh, comfortable and frankly, quite happy just being alone and with my own company. And, and I never really felt uh, you know, a void that needed to be filled by another person. And uh, I think this, you know, planted the seed that, you know, you're just better off being alone and, and, you know, you're quite okay with that. So I consciously made the decision not to have kids. I think, as I mentioned earlier, around the age of about nine or 10 and, uh, it's really never entered my mind since then. I've never second, second guessed it. I've never questioned it. And, um, you know, having this genetic condition, which is really debilitating, I wouldn't want to you know, pass this on to anyone else. Um, I was in the back of my mind, I always felt a responsibility that it would indeed be very unfair and selfish of me to actually do that. So, um, just as I've gotten older and been a bit more vocal about, you know, the child-free choice with you know, friends and family, um, I've, Felt nothing but support really um despite my older brother who's got two kids saying oh you might change your mind and you know why you want to make this decision so young um i got sterilized at about the age of 30 and uh, yeah just the, like robert mentioned i haven't looked back and um yeah very very happy with my child-free life thank you graham tages go ahead sure i think um uh, so i was brought up in a very traditional slash religious background similar to what Robert was mentioning uh, although on the uh, in a Hindu religion but in that in that sort of background you are expected to follow a certain path you finish your education you get a job you get married you have children and at every stage um, I've had questions like uh, why do I need to get to go to college or university why do I need to get a job and there were at least some answers to these questions um, even like why do you why should I be marrying or why should I be married there was some some answer to that question on a logical level but I could never find a question um, never find an answer to the question of why should 
I have children. So I think it was like 20 years ago when I was uh, I started, you know, chasing that question and asking people around, like, why do people have children? I even saw a psychiatrist just to, you know, make sure that it's not something that's wrong with me. Um, but I couldn't find any really a logical reason as to why one should have children and why should I sh why I should have children. So there was there was a period of time where I used to I started identifying myself as a child free person. And th this was like very like 20 years ago when Yahoo groups and all those things were there. So there, there used to be groups called child free and people used to talk about that at that time. Later on, um, as uh, years went on, um, David Benatar's work came to the foreground. He wrote a book called Better Never to Have Been, The Harm of Coming into Existence, and antinatalism really picked up. And at, so at that time, over a period of a few years, I would say, I switched from being child-free, which was like my personal choice that I don't understand why I should have children, so I won't have it. If other people feel so, they, they may. From that position, I changed to the antinatalist position where I you know, was convinced that it is rather morally wrong to have children in the first place, irrespective of who I am. Uh, so that was a shift. Nonetheless, I never had children, so I'm still child-free and I'm also antinatalist now. So, so uh, do men feel welcomed in child-free spaces? Why or why not? Uh, Robert, we'll start with you. Um, well, I personally, I always felt welcome. Um, I've never felt any kind of weird energy from people, you know, me being in a child-free space. Um, I've talked to some other, some gentlemen, you know, sometimes they feel a little awkward because I don't know if it's just the vibe. Some women give them like, okay, you're only in this space to hook up with women. Um, but me personally, I've never had any kind of guys would never do that. So I really want to say something, but Go I ahead. <laughs> Graham step up. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, from the online research and reading I've done and sort of the, the groups that I've in, um, you know, I admit the vast majority of sort of content and commentary that I've been seeing is, is sort of aimed towards women and, and I can fully understand why um, you know given the societal pressure and, and impact physically that childbirth and, and that sort of thing has has on uh, you know being a female um, I wouldn't say that you know as a male I felt unwelcomed per se um, but I think there could be more of a sort of male angle especially on like content online um, especially on how we can support women as well and you know encouraging child-free men um, to get things like vasectomies and, and how they can support each other as well. But um, in a nutshell, no, I've not felt unwelcomed. And uh, yeah, so it's a great community to be part of. Tejas, how about you? We have had similar experience. Like I've never felt unwelcomed. Um, but I think the question is, do men feel welcomed? So it's not like, do I feel welcomed? Um, men in general, I would say that the only place where they might not really be welcomed is there's a large section of child-free slash antinatalist community in men who are, you know, like misogynist, um, MacTows and uh, MRAs. I'm not perfect. I'm not against um, raising voice of any of the rights violations for men, but there's some misogyny going on. And if 
uh, a person with that attitude comes in a community i think it's reasonable that that person is unwelcomed but other than that other than that in general i don't feel men are unwelcomed i think i i haven't experienced myself or seen it for other men yeah you raise a good point there so why are men not taking a bigger vocal uh role or active role in child free communities you feel this might be speculation but uh what what do you what are your thoughts on that? Uh, Robert, go ahead. Um, I guess my personal opinion about it, um, it kind of touched on it earlier, Graham kind of touched on it earlier. I think a lot of stuff is geared more towards women in the community. Um, it seems like sometimes there's a little bit more pressure on women to have kids, have families, because, you know, that's their traditional, that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to be a mother, you're supposed to be a wife. Um, I guess sometimes with men, it's a little bit more acceptable with a man's just, you know, he's a bachelor. He doesn't have a family. It's just like, okay, he's just a bachelor, you know, a playboy. Um, I don't know. It seems like sometimes there's a little bit more pressure on on women. So maybe men just don't feel like we need to step up. Thank you. Uh, Graham, go ahead. Yeah, uh, to sort of further what Robert just said um, about this, you know, I think currently there's this sort of belief that um, you know, being child-free is very much only a, a, an issue that affects women. Um, so I think maybe there's a sort of subconscious hesitancy from men not to be, you know, more, quote, vocal, because um, we don't want to take away, you know, the, from the spotlight, um, it's taking, taking that away from what uh, is traditionally believed to be a, only a woman's issue. But I agree that I think men could take a, a bigger role um, on how being child-free affects them and just being more vocal and um, how we do that. <laughs> I'm not sure. Uh, I don't know the answer to that, but platforms like this are definitely a start. Um, but uh, yeah, I think, as I mentioned, I think we just need to be more um, supportive and uh, just show that courage to actually just speak up more and uh, yeah, getting our thoughts out there. Thank you. Uh, Tejas, go ahead. I have sort of two um, observations on this. One is I've gone through different studies about child freedom in overall. And there, were, there have been studies like made since 1980s till the latest one, which was like Michigan State University. All of them more generally don't really um, have any, like they say, there's no really difference between men and women in terms of how many want to be child free. Um, so, but unfortunately, I haven't come across a study where we can markedly show that men are not vocal as compared to any other groups or genders. Um, but at the same time, I, I also have a subjective experience that online, at least in the online communities, in the child-free area, uh, it's more women talking. And it could be a manifestation that women are pressurized more and they feel the need to talk about it more than men. That might be a result of that. That's one point. But on the other side, what I've also seen is that um, when, um, if you look at the antenatalist literature, not just the child-free uh, literature, then it is all male-dominated, more or less. Um, if you take antenatalist community at large, it is male-dominated. And there are indicators, like you can check Exploring Antenatalism podcast, which is run by Amanda, for example. Majority of the guests over there are male. Um, if you take some serious philosophers in antinatalism, like David Bennett, Kari Makarma, um, Thomas Metzinger, Arthur Schopenhauer, these are all men. 
um, not everybody, but in general, it's majority, it's male dominated. And there's a reason to that, that antinatalism is rather a philosophy and philosophy and science and mathematics have traditionally been dominated by men, not because women are not capable of it, but because our society had been structured patriarchally. But what I also feel is that um, when men actually start talking about child freedom, and when I say talking about, I mean, really doing some serious literature, serious work on child freedom, I there might be a this is my hypothesis. There might be a chance that it really uh, the arguments come out as antinatalist arguments. So it could be that child free community is more women oriented, whereas antinatalism is more male dominated and these two fields can complement each other. Um, yeah, that's what I think. These are the two points I've thought about. That's a super interesting thought. And if anybody wants to pick yes. that up as a, a case study, have at it like, yeah, it, 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 if the antinatalist space is more male dominated with the, the dialogue that's happening and child free uh, from what I've seen in the, the Facebook communities and forums, it's usually like a 15 percent ha has are, are men and 85 percent are women that are engaged in the, the activities and the dialogue in the group. And so it seems like it's almost switched on its head. Yet the, the communities, though they are completely different with being uh, antinatalist and child-free, there is some gray area and crossover, but it's strange that it, it is like that. I, I've never thought of that before. That's a great point. And yet with child-free convention, I'm the only woman. <laughs> <laughs> I'm working with two guys. <laughs> hey, I want to give you a, your statistics. So it looks like my group has 10% male okay. and 90% okay. women. So yeah. And your you group has how, how many people in it? Your, your uh, 8200 yeah. yeah so wow. thank you okay so yeah so there, there's what some actual facts there stats what group was that sorry that's a best child free life possible on facebook oh okay okay, okay. yeah hmm. yeah all right and we have an incoming question let her fly all right uh for Tejas, have you received a lot of pushback from your family community due to being antinatalist um Yes and no. I mean, uh, my immediate family has been very understanding, even though they're very traditional. Um, I haven't got an explicit pushback from the larger community, but at the same time, I feel that almost the entire system is designed for people who are married and have children after a certain age. Uh, so it's not like I've got a pushback from individuals, but it's a systemic pushback that, uh, you know, like, everything is geared towards certain you know you sh people with children and um, you feel like you know this is not a system built for you so that way a systemic pushback i have experienced not from individuals okay i think jared wanted to just jump in the channel because there's a bunch of dudes in here and he wanted to be a part of it <laughs> does like, wait what? in the boy club here um <laughs> i can <and> leave <laughs> no 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 um I'm kind of rethinking this next question based off of what, what Tejas um, kind of shared with the Ananellis community. But so I'll say the question and give my thoughts on it too. Why do you think men tend to tend to be a little bit more ambivalent about the conversation of having a kid or not? And the reason I'm questioning that now is that's coming from a child-free standpoint, because it seems like in the child-free community, men seem very ambivalent. It's like, oh, I could have a kid. I could not have a kid, but it doesn't seem that way in the Ananellis community. But so from a child-free standpoint, why why does it seem like men are kind of like they could go with the flow of whatever their spouse might want? Uh, Robert, we'll start with you. Um, 
I thought about this question. Uh, I think some of it has to do with um, the, I guess, somewhat the pressure of that that term legacy. Mm. Like I know men are really pushed. Like we have to. It's legacy, legacy, legacy. Yeah. Um, and I can say I'm I'm a junior. I've you know I'm named after my father. I know a lot of men. That's you know, that's in the back of the head. Like I want somebody to carry on my name of the family. Um, and I think that's just sometimes that pressure just of, you know, what, how do you, how are you going to be remembered? Um, yeah, so this really is a difficult one because kind of like Cody was saying, I mean, we, a lot of men do have that. Yeah, I could have a kid. I don't have to have one. A lot of them do can go either way. It's just, you know, if I have a child, I have a child. If not, you know, I'll make it work. Yeah, yeah. Graham, your deep thoughts. Yeah, yeah, I think you, you reframed the question now. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I honestly think a lot of it, for a lot of men, it's really a bit of a non-issue, uh, if, if I'm being honest, as they, you know, they're sort of quite blasé about it. Like, yeah, I'll have, you know, if I have a kid, I'll have a kid. If I, you know, if I don't, I don't. If I meet the right person, uh, if I don't, it's, it's all cool. And um, I think one of the reasons the sort of thinking is, is quite prevalent is just because um, you know, people, more men just haven't actually had that introspection and, and sort of um, taking that time to reflect as, to, as um, Ted just mentioned earlier, taking that time to actually reflect, is this for me? Is this something I want to do? Um, and just actually having that com inward conversation and, and making that decision. Um, so, I mean, just from my own personal experience, um, you know, I've had, tried to have conversations with, you know, my male friends um, who are child free or haven't had kids or, or aren't married or are still deciding or even have kids. And I ask the question, why, why have you had kids or why, you know, do you, do you think you're going to have kids? And they almost give me this like confused look, like they haven't thought about it, um, <laughs> which is just really insane given that it's such a huge life changing decision. So I just think for a lot of men that just, it just hasn't entered their thought process, which is just absolutely baffling for me, for me. Yeah. Pages, what are your thoughts on this? I, what Graham said actually makes sense, but I would I would want to um, expand more on that point. I think there's a sort of a natural asymmetry in, in term when it comes to procreation. Um, women have a, a bigger or uh, I would say more severe investment to do when they have child. Um, so if somebody, if you're a woman, you're thinking whether to have a child or not, you get different parameters to think about as compared to if you're a man and thinking about it, I'm using men and women in traditional terms um, um, as inseminators and gestators. gestators. But uh, the point is that men don't have that bodily investment to do. Obviously, there's financial investment and it's a long term investment. We're not very good at thinking long term. That's quite obvious. Uh, but women have bodily investment and a short term severe investment. So I think that is why men aren't thinking seriously about it. That's what I think. This is hypothesis. I don't have data to claim evidence for it. Yeah. I, I have so many questions, but I have nothing to do with being child free. I'm thinking men don't think long term. Well, that explains <laughs> these guys. I no, mean, I meant, <laughs> no, I meant humans in general are not good at thinking in terms of long -term. <laughs> That's, That's true. I'm going to say men, but yes, fair enough. <laughs> 
So why do you think men change their mind and decide to have a child while they're in a relationship? It's, and kind of uh, adding on to that with a child-free person, because what we've seen in a lot of the Facebook groups and forums is we see someone make a post saying that uh, my you know, long-term boyfriend or my husband now wants to have a child, what do I do? And so yeah. why, why do you think that that does happen? And we're kind of speculative here, um, but yeah. Uh, Robert, go ahead. Okay, my personal opinion, I feel that that person probably wasn't, they weren't set on being child-free. Usually it kind of goes back to the last question we had where they were kind of, you know, on the fence about it. it. It was more of, you know, if it happens, it happens. If not, it doesn't. Um, my opinion, somebody who's actually made a decision like, yes, I'm going to be child free, they probably wouldn't go that route. Um, but I do know a lot of men do feel pressure, again, going back to that legacy and a term I've heard most of my life is, you know, when are you going to settle down and have a family? Um, for some reason, it's, if you're not, if you don't have kids, you know, clearly you're not, you said that you're still acting like a child. Um, so maybe some people just feel that pressure of, you know, family, society that, you know, I'm going to be looked at as, you know, not taking life serious if I don't settle, to, settle down and start having kids, you know, and have a traditional family. And Graham, go ahead. Yeah, I think Robert took the words basically out of my mouth, to be honest. Um, but uh, yeah, fully agree with what you said there, Robert. I think just to add to that, um, that, you know, if if a man goes into a relationship um, thinking I don't want kids and his mind gets changed, uh, in, not in every case, but I think obviously, you know, you mentioned society pressure and it's just the thing to do, right? Um, but I think in a lot of cases, it's really about, about um, you know, fear of, the relationship ending and and I'll do anything to keep my partner happy um, so often it's about pleasing the other people and without giving you know much consideration to how it may affect them personally which I think is just uh, wrong on every level but um, yeah that's what I'd add to you to your to your answer Robert. Thank you. Tejas go ahead. Um, I might give a slightly different perspective here one is that the claim that they do change the mind again I think we're talking here uh, just like social media observations or uh, subjective experiences. I haven't come across um, any statistical study about it. Um, the Michigan State study, again, I'm referring to, which also said that people who decide to be in child, uh, to be child free in their early teens remain so they don't really change their mind. And the difference isn't that much in between men and women. That's what is that study says, I think. But even if we take the claim that they do, men do change the mind later on in the life with a child-free partner. Um, one case comes to my mind. There was a case, I think a few months ago, it was in India, um, where parents of um, a man uh, sued him because he wasn't having or he wasn't giving them a grandson. Um, so I bring that example just to show the kind of pressure uh, there is on men even the other perspective i have is that um, on the right side and i have seen many cases uh, in person like uh, actual cases when i say right side i mean on the right wing side uh, it it looks like more men are attracted towards the concepts of nationalism uh, religious religious um, uh, you know uh, religion or any sort of groupism 
इट लुक्स लाइक ऑन द राइट विंग साइड में मोर मैन आर मोटिवेटेड एंड वन देर ऑलवेज रेटोरिक गोइंग ऑन इन दोज सर्कल्स दैट यू नो इट्स योर कंट्री यू नीड टू हैव दीज मेनी पीपल यू नीड टू प्रोड्यूस यू नीड टू गिव सन्स टू योर कंट्री और यू नीड टू गिव सन्स टू योर रिलीजन ब्लाब्ला दी अदर अदर रिलीजन इज ग्रोइंग सो यू नीड टू कम्पीट विद दैट so there are so many propagandas around that and i have seen personally men falling for those propagandas that probably is one of the reasons in my opinion but again that's hypothesis thank you all right so we are at the end of our panel unfortunately <laughs> thank you so much for joining us so quick wrap up how can people reach you um anything you want to plug uh let us know robert go ahead Uh, if you want to reach out to me, I'm on Instagram at Robert Graham Photos. It's all one word. Um, feel free to send me a message and let me know uh, you saw me on the, you know, on here. Uh, that would probably get you approved a little faster. But <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag but, yeah. men knit. Yeah, well, yes. There you go. <laughs> well, yeah, that's it. Just reach. Yeah, feel free to reach out to me. So. Thank you, Graham. Go ahead. Yeah, um, I don't really use social social media that much. I don't have Instagram or anything like that. But if you want to reach out, uh, I'm on Facebook. You can find me. I'm the guy with the the fluffy cat next to his face. That's my profile picture, and also on LinkedIn. So yeah, feel free to to get in contact with me. Always happy to connect with people. Thank you, and Tejas. I'm probably same as Graham. I am not on much social media, but again, I'm on Facebook. It's the same photo which was used in this convention's posters. You can find it on and LinkedIn as well. Excellent. Well, thank you, gentlemen, for being here, including Cody, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, thank you for your contribution to our weekend event. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for organizing. Thank, thank you. you very much. Bye. We hope you enjoyed this episode presented by Childfree Media Limited. To stay current with Childfree content like this, please visit childfreemedia.com and subscribe to the newsletter.